This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about a story behind the deal and best places to work in the Louisville area. It's going to be swell, so stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is Brooke Timmons, and joining me today is Haley Coffin. Hi there. And Allison Steins. Hi. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start the show the way we always do, with a difficult question. This week on LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com, we published two stories about popular chicken chains. One was that Chick-fil-A is going to soon have a food truck in Louisville, one of only eight in the country. And the other is that KFC is testing 3D printed chicken. So my question for you all is, what is a food innovation? What's like the next food innovation you'd like to see happen? Um, and Haley, I'm going to start with you. Oh, no, I knew you'd start with me. <laughs> and is it too to difficult honest, of a question? <laughs> it, it's a little difficult because like I see all of these outlandish things um, that these brands do because I write about them and I'm like, wow, I could have never thought of something like that. And so I guess what I want is like, <laughs> um, so I know that they have those, uh, what are they called? Like HelloFresh, like those delivery boxes mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I wish bigger brands would start doing that. Like sometimes I really just want Panera Bread's broccoli and cheddar soup, but I want to <laughs> like make it at home. I love that. Yes, you can. So I want them to send me, I want Panera to give me all the ingredients, ship it to my house so that I can make it at home. So that was the best thing that I could think of. I love that idea. I want copycat recipes, but I want the brands to like break them down and send them in boxes for me. Yeah, I love that. Um, I I know that Chick-fil-A actually had like a pilot program for a while where they, and I think they were only doing it in like Atlanta um, where they had recipes where you could come pick up a box at their restaurant and then come home and make it. And you would like bread the chicken and like make like a pasta dish or something like that, but they would provide all the ingredients and the recipe. So, um, they, so there, it is happening. Like some places have, like some brands have, have tried to do that. So yeah. I'm, like Jeff I'm, Ruby's, I'm, Jeff Ruby's, I just wrote about this week. They're, uh, selling selling meal kits, which part of the meals are already made, but you make your steaks at home and they give you you know, tips for doing that. So that's kind of what I'm looking at, but like just on a grander scale, I guess. Yeah, I totally dig that. Allison, what what would you do? Oh gosh, this is really hard. Um, you know, one of the things uh, as a person with food allergies and uh, having kids and my husband with food allergies, sometimes I would just like, and it's not that much of an innovation, but just wish they had Restaurants and uh, places like that would have the, I'm sorry, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> would have, so sorry, would have uh, ingredients listed, easy, oh, ease of yeah. access of ingredients. You know, I think that just would be the greatest thing for people like me. You know, I'm sitting there trying to find, I'm allergic to black pepper. as most of my coworkers know this, but I'm allergic to black pepper and it's in a lot of food or it's labeled as spices. And it's really hard for me to come up to like find something to eat without eating a salad with dressing. I bring myself 
to a restaurant or uh or just staying having a grilled cheese sandwich at a restaurant. I mean, those are the things I have to usually eat or just not eat at restaurants. I I totally agree with that. And you know what? Why don't we just outlaw black pepper? I don't care for it. So I use cayenne <laughs> instead. So let's just all stop using black pepper. <laughs> but I I just wish there was ease of a lot of restaurants are like, oh, the ingredients are on the website, but it's not always easily found. And sometimes it just says spices. So. That's true because I've I've cooked for you before and I've you know tried to find different different <laughs> ingredients and that spices thing is really difficult so you're yes. like is that one of the spices I don't know <laughs> yeah um for me I think I'm ready for like the next dessert innovation like we had like the froyo years we had like the cupcake years um. I don't even know like what oh we had the popsicle years um and I I feel I still feel like we're we're still in kind of like the downward spiral of the of the popsicle years so um I'm ready for like the next dessert innovation and I don't know what it is so <laughs> someone else come up with the next de dessert innovation uh so that we can I can would, throw all my money at it on a Friday night <laughs> Would would you count those extreme milkshakes as dessert innovations because I feel like those are the trendy things now is like milkshakes that are like overloaded with Oreos and whipped cream and all true, that stuff. I guess that's true, but we stuff. haven't seen like 50 different places pop up and make a franchise about it. Like, you oh, know, like yeah, we that's did true. with. <laughs> and I think like macarons had like a moment, but like macarons are hard to make and not everybody makes them. And I think that they kind of like, you know, they might be having their moment, but like it's not a big moment. So. Um, I'm ready for like the next thing. And, and you know what? Maybe it is the milkshakes, but we need like, you know, 35 different franchises to happen first. So before I can really call it that. Um, so speaking of franchises, we're going to shift gears a, you know, a tiny bit and we're going to talk about soap franchises and choosing to live in Louisville. Um, that was all part of a story behind the deal that Haley wrote this week. Um, so the story is about a a soap company called Buff City Soaps. Um, Haley, tell us a little bit about the products that they offer and what, how they make them and, you know, what they do. Yeah, so Buff City Soap is a soap company that makes all of their natural products in-house. Uh, they're actually all vegan. And um, so they make soaps, um, like bar soaps. They make hand soaps. They make bath bombs. They make laundry soap. So it's like, I think it's more like a powder. Um, I haven't bought it yet, so that's why I don't know, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I've only seen the container, so I'm assuming it's a powder. Um, but they make all this stuff in-house at what they call their makeries. Um, and their makeries usually employ about 20 people and they make all of their products in-house. Um, and they have about 36 retail locations so far across the U.S. Wow. That's cool. Um, so I know we wrote about it here in Louisville, but where is the company located? Where is it headquartered? Yeah, the company just moved its headquarters from Tennessee to Dallas, Texas fairly recently, I think even within the past year. Um, but their CEO, um, Justin Delaney, um, lives here part-time <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and commutes back and forth between Louisville and Dallas, which I thought was really interesting. That is interesting. So why did he decide to stay here or keep his family here? 
Yeah, so he moved here um, back in 2017 when he was the CEO of another company that um, sold to Men's Warehouse, I think, in 2017. Uh, it was like a rental, online rental tuxedo company, I think, is what the explainer was on that. And mm -hmm. um, him and his wife just fell in love with Louisville. Like, they loved the city, loved all the things to do here. Um, and when it came time to pick a headquarters for Buff City Soap, Justin said he actually considered having it here in Louisville, but ultimately decided on Dallas just because the, the labor pool was bigger there. Um, mm -hmm. But they decided not to leave just because they love Louisville so much. And, you know, this is where they want to have their family. And um, Justin said he doesn't mind the commute. So props to him. Of course, coronavirus yeah. has made it a little more difficult um, traveling on plane and everywhere else <laughs> um, to yeah. get back and forth between the two cities. But um, he's making it work. And he says it's, you know, a great it's a great fit for their family. Yeah, that sounds good. Were they offered any incentives to move the company to Dallas? Uh, so Dallas, so Texas and um, Kentucky, both on like the state and local levels, he said he wasn't getting a lot of incentives um, from either state, but um, Dallas had a larger labor force um, yeah. that they could tap into versus what Louisville had to offer um, is what he told me, you know, was the standout factor for having it in Texas versus here. Gotcha. Okay. So what's the immediate future for Buff City look like? Yeah. So the reason why I wrote about them is because um, I had heard that they were moving into the Nulu marketplace as one of the mm -hmm. new retailers over there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, people will definitely be interested in that. So I reached out to them for that story. Turns out they're actually opening four area locations. Um, oh, so wow. one, in, one in Elizabethtown. Um, Kentucky actually opened, I guess that would be about two weeks ago now. So if you want to go uh -huh. to one, you can go to one in E-Town. Um, but they're opening one in Nulu, one in Jeffersonville, Indiana, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. over off of over off of 10th Street near the new Kroger in Jeffersonville. That's, um, a, that's a happening place. Yeah, that's it's a busy, busy area. I lived there <laughs> for a little bit. Um, and then they're opening another one in St. Matthews um, in Shelbyville Plaza. Yeah, that would be, I would bet that that was over at Shelbyville Road Plaza over by Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah that's that's a happening little area, too. Ooh, I and, can't wait. Um, yeah, it's over by, uh, over by where you live. And um, I'm not sure off the top of my head, I should have looked up where the other location was, but I'm missing it. So you'll have to go to my story for that extra location. Yeah. No, we did that on purpose. Ha ha ha. Just yes. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that's what they have in like the immediate future. They're opening lots of locations here, but do they have any grander plans for the company? Um, you know, big expansion ideas. Yeah. So they actually, uh, the franchisee behind the local Buff City Soap locations is actually the same franchisee that has owned um, Planet Fitness and Suntan City. Uh, that would explain the E-Town location. Yeah. Yep, there you go. And because so, if you didn't know, listeners, Suntan City is headquartered in E-Town or started in E-Town. Yeah, so I was actually on the phone with the co-founder co of Suntan City, uh, Rick yeah. Huber, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Um, and he was telling me that he signed on a deal to develop 150 
um, Beth City soap locations, not just in Louisville, but in Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Ten- well, I think Ohio was not on the list. So Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, and then some of the Western states, I'm assuming Missouri type of mm-hmm. area. So um, they've got big plans in the works. And Justin told me that, you know, they're planning to build thousands of these from Tulsa, in his words, from Tulsa to Tokyo is what they're <laughs> thinking. So um, that's it's, awesome. So like a yeah, new so kind of vegan competitor to like Lush or one of those brands. Yeah, um, it's a competitor to Lush. It's, I would say it's a competitor to Bath and Body Works. Mm-hmm. Um, that's maybe a little bit more trendy um, and less mall focused because they're not a mall based store. Um, right. They'll they'll always have their own. While they are sometimes in shopping centers like over by Kroger, um, they want to like maintain their own identity outside of, you know, being in a mall, I guess. So yeah, um, I get that. that's what is probably going to make them stand out from a brand like Bath and Body Works. That's cool. I get that. Okay. So questions for you guys, um, just from listening to the story um, that Haley's been talking about. Would you try living in a different city than where you're technically employed? Um, and Allison, we'll start with you. Hmm. You know, I really, I enjoy Louisville and I've lived outside of Louisville. I lived in uh, Nashville for a while, I guess about 20 years ago. And, you know, and I was from Louisville, moved to Nashville, moved back to Louisville. <sighs> That is really hard. I think yeah. I, I think maybe if I, you know, if we did, if we were virtual and I could technically work anywhere, I, you know, I might try. There's always things. I have kids. You have to kind of like think about their life and, you know, ha- having to take them away from their friends or whatever. But I would maybe live out in Boulder, Colorado. Or near Chicago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or Ooh. maybe, I don't know. There's just so many places that I would like to try. I don't think I would live on the coast any place. Yeah. Haley, what about you? Would you try living in a different city than where you're employed? And, and this could be, you know, future, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I am not sure on that one because like Allison, I feel like it's a difficult question. Um, so I think that maybe a, a better question is uh, if I could afford to live in a different city <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like a lot of the I- idealist cities, um, you know, in Oregon or like just like the cool places are like just way overpriced um, and you know, over subscribe to. So like, it'd be really hard to, you know, ever own a home, um, afford rent in those types of cities. Um, so I really like middle America because, you know, there's fun things to do here. Um, sure. It's really hot right now, but, but it's affordable and it's fun. And, you know, it gives us a, an easier lifestyle. Um, you know, I live over on the Indiana side of the river um, but I really like technically this area. you do live in a different city than than where you're employed. <laughs> yeah, you're yes. in a different state. Yes, <laughs> yes. different uh, city and different state. But uh, I like living here. I love traveling to other places. But I like I like the affordability. I like that 
you know, it's an easy kind of laid back lifestyle. And maybe it's not as glamorous as all of the other cities on Instagram, but, um, you know, it's home. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it's, you know, I think the times, uh, the times of Rona that we're living in right now, that, um, it's kind of showing us that we can, we can, you know, work remotely in different ways. And I had done it in the past, you know, last fall, I was on a trip, um, to San Diego and ended up having to do some, some work when we had a late breaking news story kind of come through that we had to totally change our cover story. So I was working with my toes in the sand, um, on my laptop, you know, redoing our cover story. And I think that, um, I think that was, that was kind of cool. And I, 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 you know, even though I was on vacation, it was cool to be, you know, working with, you know, different scenario and, and a beach chair, uh, to do that. But, um, I think I would try it. Like, I think I would, you know, I, I really like this remote work we've been doing and, um, but yeah, I think that would be kind of an interesting. I actually have a friend who is employed in Florida and when all of the lockdown started, she drove up because her mom is lives here in Louisville and she 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 didn't want to be locked up in Florida by herself. So she has been up here since March and is technically employed in Florida and and you know hasn't missed a beat with anything with her job. So um I think it's kind of a cool thing. Um another fun question um speaking of franchises is, is there a franchise of something that you guys would ever want to own? Um, Haley. Um, I don't know. I think the franchise business is hard and you have to really be smart about it. Um, yes, it's easier. I think maybe if you're, um, not the creative type to, um, do that but i think a lot of i think of restaurants all the time and i know there's other franchises outside of restaurants but um i guess i would i would not franchise a restaurant i would franchise um like a fitness studio um mm -hmm. maybe something like orange theory or um i don't know if i would do yoga um but i i would really probably be more into fitness because i've that's my hobby. And that would be a fun, you know, I could own it and work out there. <laughs> so yeah. that would be the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is awesome. Allison, do you have a franchise that you would just chomp at the bit to own? You know, I would maybe own some sort of franchise that would be a restaurant related, but more of a dessert or just kind of a smaller, not a huge. More specific. Yeah. I'm I'm the same. So there's shop something like that. There's a muffin place here in Louisville called My Favorite Muffin and um I when when I was a kid my mom actually looked into what it would take to um to have a franchise of that and um their muffins are just my favorite. I get them on my birthday every year. Um so uh I think you know I I think it would be fun to own like a little muffin company. Um so that that would be what I would do. So but speaking about being our own bosses, let's talk about working for great bosses. This week, we announced our best places to work, and Allison is the head of that project. So let's chat with her for a little bit on how the program works. Um, so Allison, how do we find the companies that appear um, in our best places to work program? Well, we take nominations on our website. Uh, we uh, start that earlier in the year and also like prior 
companies that have participated before. We have that kind of a pool of companies to choose from. We send our information on to uh, somebody else who works with us on the project and who handles getting the surveys out to the companies and uh, get tabulating all the stuff that we need to have tabulated. So, so we do use an outside company for kind of preparing the data and all of that. And we work with them. Allison, tell us a little bit how, who they are and how that, that actually works. Uh, it is Quantum Workplaces who we work with. Uh, they're an Omaha, Nebraska-based uh, company. They survey employees uh, directly about workplace policies, what goes on in the office, perks, things of that nature. And uh, they directly survey the employees. Okay. All right. So they send that out. And then, you know, is there a certain number of employees that have to fill it out or how does that work? They do have a certain percentage of employees that they need to have participate uh, for them to be able to cap calculate all of the uh, numbers that they give us uh, and to participate with that. Okay. All right. Okay. So you have, you take all of the data that we get from quantum and you've poured over it and you, you kind of put some of that stuff together for us for the special publication that's in this week's issue. All right. So what are some of the cool perks that you might've seen that make some of these places in greater Louisville a, a best place to work? Well, a lot of them have flexible scheduling, you know, time off if you have to go for a any sort of appointment that's not work related, you know, being able to work around that and you know, that has, is very helpful, I think, to a lot of people. Uh, free food, uh, going out for uh, team meetings to you know, some places like the Smash Room or uh, the Locked In, things like that, or going bowling. Uh, there were some people who, uh, it was American Queen Steamboat Company. They uh, had a popsicle stand in their lobby. And they've done some oh, that's murder, cool. murder mystery games as well. I thought that was really kind of fun. But That is and fun. places have uh, like condos, like vacation condos that you can sign up for. So I mean, there's a lot of, there's really a lot of stuff that people uh, build out and do here, right here in the Louisville area. It's pretty cool. That is really cool. Well, if you guys want to read any more about some of those perks, if you would like to maybe start doing some of those in your workplace, um, check out our Best Places to Work uh, publication that is in this week's issue. Um, I have a couple of questions about perks for my panelists here right now. Um, if you guys owned a company, what perk would you like insist on offering your employees? Um, Haley or Allison, jump in. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> I was waiting for Allison just in case. Um, awkward silence. This but, is this is so, why David always says one of everyone's names. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just so people don't talk over each other. But so yeah, yeah. Um, if I owned a company, um, I think the perk. I like to think of a lot of perks. So I went through like a big long list, and probably the one that I would offer first is the four day work week. Um, I think yeah. the five day work week, excuse me for being a millennial um, in the workforce, but I think the five day work week is a little archaic. 
And I don't think <laughs> it's um, using people's productivity to the best ability. Like, I feel like people aren't even as productive on Fridays as they are on the other four days of the week. And maybe even if we extended the workday from like eight hours to nine or 10 hours, like it wouldn't be that big of a deal because Which, people would be still real. get the extra day. A Most lot of us are already eight, doing that eight, anyways. Eight, nine, ten hours a day <laughs> right, anyways. Right. So. I know. Um, I just think that would be a really awesome perk, and that would allow you to get some talent that maybe is looking for a company specifically that has the four-day work week. Mm-hmm. Okay, Allison, what would you, you want to have as a perk? Mine would be flexible scheduling, just like that. Like, if somebody works better like that, working four days a week and you get in your 40 hours that totally would be acceptable if you need to work five days a week that's fine and just being able to work with earlier or later start times depending on what uh, is going on in their life I just think that if you can get your work done and it's good work then just be flexible I think that has that would be the main thing that I would love I so we're gonna make this any a unanimous vote because I also think that that would be great the four the four day work week. Um, I actually googled some different things um, just to kind of see what other you know kind of off the wall things that um, other companies around the country do. Um, ben and Jerry's offers uh, free pints of ice cream to their employees, um, a daily pint of ice cream. Um, there is. Uh, Netflix takes our flexible hours to like the next ultimate level and they have like no, like as long they measure, um, their employees, um, by what they get done, not by the hours that they work. So like they have no vacation days and no set work hours. You just are given a task and you complete it. Um, so it's like you're, you, if you accomplish your job, they don't kind of monitor when and where you're working. Um, so that's kind of an interesting take on the, the like extreme flexibility. Um, let's see if there's one more that's kind of fun on here. Um, Penguin, Penguin Books offers free books to their employees. So um, they can choose from hundreds of titles and stuff like that. So I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, the ice cream from the ice cream company and the books from the book company. So, um, so yeah. When and I, then when I worked at a bookstore here in town, one of the perks was 50% off books. And that just oh, was awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> well, I will ask us one more question before we wrap up. Um, and that is, what is your favorite work that perk that we have at our work? Um, and Allison, I'll start with you. You know, I love food. So when uh, we started having free breakfast items and fruit in the morning, that was awesome. You know, we don't have it. Yeah. But just being able to and go And we're in. talking about pre-corona times. So, yeah, we haven't yeah, been yeah. in the office, but yes. I don't know. That just was, it just was nice because besides that, it would always be good to do the afternoon snack of an apple or banana or orange or whatever what was in there. And not necessarily it always being sweet. You know, I don't eat Yeah. Much. I do love food, but I do not like sweets that much. And 
unless it's of course cinnamon rolls that is my favorite treat uh mm -hmm. but just having food that just is really helpful and of course right now being able to work at home yes yes Haley, what what are <laughs> what would what is your favorite perk um i think a perk that i really didn't expect um when i came here last year was the summer fridays um, that was like a totally new concept to me last year, which we haven't been doing that this year because we've all been working from home um, and it's not the same as being in an office space. But um, last year during the summer, we would all um, have summer Fridays where we got off at uh, 3.30 or 4-ish, like basically as soon as we could get done in the afternoon. And some of us would cut and go to happy hour um, and others would just head home for the weekend. And really, I think like a lot of us spend four, the hours four to 5 p.m. like just trying to trudge through like the last tidbits of our work anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was really nice, yeah. to, a nice perk um, to have a little extended weekend there um, last summer. So that was one of my favorites last year. So I love both of those perks. Um, but I also love when we just get like random surprise lunch brought in. Um, and again, this is pre-corona times where they just send out an email and they're like, next Wednesday, we're having taco bar. And it's just kind of nice that everybody kind of like congregates in the kitchen and we would all like make our tacos or whatever it was, pizza or, um, other burgers. different types. Of, I think time, we had, a, we have burgers and a pasta bar and it's just, and it wasn't all the time, but it was just kind of this like random day that, um, the managers would pick and we would all just kind of like sit around and chat and it was kind of a different day for lunch and everybody would kind of come together and and enjoy each other's company um outside of normal like just chit chat in the in the lunch room in the break room so and then i also second allison's that i love that we're able to be very flexible and work from home during this time so um but yeah so th that, those are my favorite perks um all right well i think that that's all we have this week but uh, before we sign off, let's go around the room, uh, our virtual room, and share with our audience where you can find us on social media. Um, Haley, we'll start with you. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Haley. I've also been on Facebook quite a bit sharing posts into the Louisville Takeout group. So uh, you might have seen my name pop up in there sharing some restaurant stories. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn and Instagram and all of those places. But not quite as active as I am on Twitter and Facebook. Okay, and Allison, how about you? I'm very active on Twitter. I am BF Lou Allison. You can also find me on LinkedIn. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at, at BF Lou Brooke. Um, and I'm more active um, on Instagram at, at btimmons26, doing lots of baking these days um, and, and some grilling out. So um, follow me on there. And uh, if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to Access Louisville on popular podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Reviews are also welcome. So if you'd like to, uh, to give us a few of those stars and write a review, let us, um, let us know what you think. Thank you, Allison and Haley. And thank you guys for listening at home. Until next time. Bye. Bye.